Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message on the subject of the man Christ Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 12 that if he is lifted up, he will draw all men to himself. Today's message seeks to draw our attention to the most important man in time and eternity, the man Christ Jesus. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to order today's message, stay tuned until the end of today's program for a phone number and address where you can order a copy on CD. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. And then I'd like you to take your Bibles and go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And I'd like to draw your attention to another thing about the man Christ Jesus that's unique in that the Bible says in Hebrews 12 and verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. No man ever rejoiced like Jesus. The Bible says in Luke 10, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit. What did he rejoice in? To see God work. He said in in John 4, he said, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. First recorded words of the Lord Jesus Christ when he was just a boy. He said to his parents, would ye not that I must be about my father's business? And his last recorded saying before his death was, it is finished. No man rejoiced the way Jesus did. His joy was the badge of a selfless life, a life dedicated to doing his Father's will. I've spent some time thinking about this recently, and I have to admit, after 41 years of being a Christian, I have a lot to learn about desiring to do my Father's will. I'm glad that a lot of my desires have changed And frankly, a lot of them have done an about face. But in so many ways, my service for the Lord is often sort of an equation. And if I can get it to balance out, I'm more than willing to get on board. But if it doesn't balance out, I'll hesitate, balk, maybe even step back and reconsider. Now, I'm sure nobody here has done the same thing, but I'll confess to my fault here before the rest of you. And I've come to the realization that I've got a long way to go to get to this point where Christ is rejoiced like Jesus, just to do the will of the Father. You know, I I know serving the Lord gets to be a burden sometimes. And and serving the Lord isn't always easy. It's a blessing and it's a joy, but it can be a burden. And, and sometimes it can, it can seem to be thankless. But you know something, folks? To have an opportunity to get in on, on that action is such a blessing. 
And it's such a joy. It's such a delight. And the Lord Jesus Christ rejoiced to do his Father's will. He rejoiced to go to the cross, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He was looking past all of that. And he rejoiced because he knew someday he'd be back with his Father and he could look past the suffering. Why was he silent when a word would slay his accusers all? Why does he meekly bear their taunts when angels await his call? He was made sin, my sin he bore upon the accursed tree, and sin hath no defense to make. His silence was for me. And I'd like you to take your Bibles and go to John chapter 2. John chapter 2. And if you look at verse 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 through verse 17, you see the Lord Jesus Christ in what's called the cleansing of the temple. And it's a dramatic scene, folks. Now, what was going on that day wasn't all that unusual. What had happened is the Jewish Sanhedrin, the leaders, had decided that, you know, let's make this thing easier for people. Let's make it easier for people. And, and in making it easier for people, there, there's a profit to be made here too. And, and, and we will literally sell them the sacrifices as they come to the temple. And then they can just bring those sacrifices. Now, that's not what God told them to do. They were supposed to bring something out of their own flock. But they were making a merchandise out of this whole practice of the sacrifice. And so it, it wasn't anything all that unusual. And incidentally, we as Christians can fall into the same trap if we're not careful. I think of uh, David, and I think of the nation of Israel when they, brought, when they brought the ark back from the Philistines on that cart. And, and what happened to Uzzah when he put his hand on the ark to steady it? He lost his life. And you know, the priests were supposed to bear that ark on their shoulders with staves that went through the ark and came out both sides. But they got the idea from the Philistines, hey, this looks a lot easier. Let's just put it on the cart and let the ox pull it. And they got ox cart religion. Yeah, let's make it easier on ourselves. Let's not even call it a church. Let's call it a, a, a bridge or a, a summit or a happening. Or a dude. I'm waiting for that one. And let's not have preaching. Sunday night service. What is with that guy? What's he, some sort of masochist or saddest come back on Sunday night? Doesn't he know I'm tired after my nap? I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not tired after my nap on Sunday. I am comatose. And let's just make it easier. Some years ago when the computer came into vogue, quite a few years ago, I got a call offering uh, a program that we could get involved in where through a computer 
our church would be represented to everybody in the area, and they would call and invite people to church. The computer would call and invite people to church. I mean, let's not pick up the phone ourselves, right? Let's not knock on the door ourselves and tell people how to get saved. Let's make it easier. Amen? Let's just make it much simpler. That's what they had going on here. They had that ox cart religion here. And the Bible says he made a scourge of small cords and drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, take these things hence, make not my father's house an house of merchandise. And the disciples remembered that it was written, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. No man hated like Jesus. You know what Jesus hated? He hated religious hypocrisy, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself. Many are cold and a few are frozen. False religion gives a real thing a bad name. He hated the devil and his works. He hated sin. Every misery known to man is a result of sin from the Garden of Eden to the very present. He that committeth sin is of the devil. The Bible says, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. One of the great preachers of the Puritan era captured the real meaning of the resurrection in his sermon entitled, The Death of Death and the Death of Christ. So as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. Sin. Christ hates sin. You know, we as Christians need to hate sin. And we need to start with the sin in our own lives. Now, it's real easy for us to hate the sin in someone else's life. Man, why does he do that? And especially if we don't do that. Uh, I just don't believe a real Christian can do that. But of course, when it comes to our sin, well, after all, the Bible says we're sinners, right? Where we need to start hating sin is in our own life. Because sin will take you farther than you intended to stray. Sin will keep you longer than you intended to stay. Sin will cost you more than you intended to pay. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message on The Man Christ Jesus. Fully God and fully man, Jesus Christ lived a sinless life and shed His blood on the cross to pay the price for the sins of every man, woman, and child, then was buried and rose again with victory over death itself. Pastor DeMichael reminded us today that while life presents many questions, ultimately the answers are found as we focus on Jesus Christ. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to order a copy of today's message, CDs are available for a suggested contribution of $5 each. Our address is Treasures of Truth, Care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. 
Our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 5.45 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.